sounds like I'm in Chicago again. <laughs> y'all hear that that's some type of helicopter oh my goodness man outside sounds are crazy everyone it's your host Wendy Henderson of the Coair podcast and today I'm recording from my mobile studio which is the Honda Accord today I'm parked over by the Restore store off of uh, Westerville Road you won't catch me there by the time you hear this but I was just always dipping there love looking for um, things I can repurpose and I don't know, just have fun with the just the creative side of my brain really loves kind of reimagining uses for things. So that's why I was there and seeing if I could find a cool chair for uh, the new classroom setting. Didn't find anything, but still a pretty awesome store. But for today's episode, what I'm going to do is I'm just wrapping up uh, 20, what is this, 2018? <laughs> I was about to say 2017. Just uh, wrapping up 2017 for you, sharing some um, cool things that have happened in the past few days and uh, giving you a preview of what's to come in 2018. So stick around and uh, hope you enjoy what you hear today. See, look, I got stuck so hard on 2018 that I said upcoming for 2018. No, upcoming for 2019 is what I'll be discussing after I recap 2018. Yeah, I'd say overall 2018 was a pretty awesome year. I think 20 in 2018, I learned personally on a personal note about the strength of myself and how much I could handle, how much I could bear, and um, what was really priority in my life. So coming from like that personal standpoint, those are, those were really what the lessons learned in 2018. Um, went through a lot of transition. A lot, a lot of transition right out the gate. I mean, really big things that happened that were really impactful, truly impactful in my life were the biggest one probably is us leaving the church that both my husband and I served in. Huge, huge transition. Uh, we prayed long and hard about that and really just sense that it was time for us to go it was just time and that's okay and that was okay and it was a good move for us it gave us some time to just take a breather from ministering something that I never thought that I would be doing I never um, dreamt of like becoming a ministry leader at my church. That wasn't an aspiration of mine, but I know that I was placed there for a purpose and for a season. Um, 
But yeah, it gave us a break from ministry and really just to reevaluate priorities and what we were prioritizing and who we were prioritizing. And one of the blessings that came out of that leave and that break, that subsequent break from church was just really remembering that our first ministry is always our home. And for any of you out there who are in ministry, who have uh, families, who have uh, people that they love and care for, who are in friend relationship, romantic relationship, be you married or single or whatever, I think the, the biggest lesson is just to remember that if you're in ministry, that you always, your biggest ministry are those close and deep relationships uh, with people in, in your life, first and foremost. And then out of the overflow of obviously your relationship with God and the healthiness, and I stress the healthiness of those relationships, then comes any outside ministry that you'd, you'd, you'd do. But ultimately, when you're really thinking about ministry, I think that a lot of times we have it wrong in America and we think of ministry as this separate thing where we go and do something. We go to a food bank. We go to a soup kitchen. We donate clothes. We coordinate a closed drive, whatever, whatever the case is. And more so, ministry should be the way that we live our lives out. We should be ministering by our love to those around us and those we're in relationship with. Um, we should be ministering to those who we work with. We should be ministering to those who we um, see at the grocery store. And I don't mean like this, let me stop you and pray for you type of deal, but more so just like, just like the word says, they should know that we're Christians by our love and by the way we conduct ourselves. And there should be something peculiar in the best way about us that draws people to us. So if, you know, you're out there and, and you know, you're, you're thinking that you're doing stuff in the name of Jesus and you are coming across a lot of people who find you off-putting, it might not be an issue with how much Jesus is in them, but it truly might be an issue with how much Jesus is living in your heart. So... <laughs> That's my ministerial soapbox. Another component of leaving the church that I don't necessarily feel I was really prepared for was the actual physical leaving of church. Um, what people had to say about that. And then on top of that, finding a new church. Um, still transitioning through that, have not fully transitioned through that. What I'll say is, um, I guess in a lot of ways, oh, excuse me, it sounded like I was about to cry, not happening um, and not thinking about crying. I really just got a frog stuck in my throat, figuratively speaking. Um, I was really... I, I think thinking about leaving the church, I was really naive to think that people would kind of just church folk, I'm talking, 
would really just take us at face value when we said we sensed it was time to leave and leave it at that. But a lot of people had a lot of things to say. And not only did a lot of people have a lot of things to say about that, but it was very interesting how some, once we said, you know, it's time for us to leave this church, left us alone. People that we entertained in our homes, not homes, we don't have multiple homes, people that we entertained in our home, people that we considered maybe not painfully close friends, but definitely people we were friendly with who really just left us all the way alone once we said we're not going to be ministering here at this church or attending this church anymore. And that definitely was hurtful, um, kind of perplexing to me because I don't feel like my the relationships I've cultivated, whether I met somebody in the church or not in the church or whatever the case is, I never felt them contingent upon their tenure at the church that I was going to. So that just really confused me. But the more that I talked to people about this, it just seemed like this was really common practice that church leaving became some type of unholy divorce in the perception of a lot of people. And when you left, they left you alone. And that that was really discouraging. That was really discouraging to see people in the body of Christ acting that way. Or, you know, just straight up gossiping about you behind your back. And it's amazing that people don't realize how much of that stuff comes back around. And the things that I heard, um, <laughs> one of the funniest things that came back to me was um, I heard that somebody thought we were leaving or speculating we were leaving because I had some type of illness and I could no longer sing, like, from the stage anymore. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they thought I was, like, dying of cancer. But I gave no allusion to that. It was really just like, hey, it's just time. Gave absolutely no allusion to that. So that, that was probably the wackiest thing that that I heard. Like, I was sick, and that's why we were leaving. That was the real story. Just makes me giggle. I don't know. And then there were, you know, people who didn't disagree with how we left or the way we left or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Got some really nasty, not a lot, not a lot of nasty emails, but got got one one pretty pretty nasty email that I was extremely surprised about, and. Um, this person essentially broke up with me, friend broke up with me via email, which I thought was really weird. Um, yeah, so it just ran the gamut when it went, you know, when it came to leaving. And very naively, I thought, oh, this will just be nice and clean and I'll leave. And then people, you know, if they have questions, they'll come talk to me and then we'll clear it up. And that happened, but more, more so... Than not, you know, people just ended up talking about us, which is, you know, gossip. 
really is. So interesting. And then the other thing that was really interesting was <laughs> trying to find a church, which we still haven't done. We are still, um, we're still trying to figure out what to do about a church home. And we know we want to belong to a church home, but we just haven't found one that we feel at this point in time is where we want to settle in and dig our heels in. Another profound transition that happened in 2018 was me quitting my full-time job as a teacher. That was huge. That was huge. I can't even begin to tell you how large that was. Um, you know, it definitely was a leap of faith to cut our income by almost $40,000 and just trust that we would be okay. And guess what? We are. We're okay. We're still surviving. You know, we haven't had to uh, do anything crazy. Of course, anytime when there is uh, a shift in income, you definitely kind of have to move some things around and um, life in general becomes a little tighter financially, can't have the filet mignon every night, can't eat shrimp cocktail with every meal as an appetizer. I'm just kidding. We never did that. But, you know, had to tighten up. Um, but it was so worth it. Oh, my gosh. It was so worth my sanity. It was so worth getting my house back in order. Um, it was so worth. It, it was just worth it. I can't tell you how much it was worth it. And, you know, going back to a one income and a flex income with the money I was bringing in um, from the co-air business uh, certainly was, uh, you know, made me value the time where I was working, but it also was a real blessing that I could be back in the house and really not feel horribly, like feel, feel a really horrible shift in, in our, our daily operations of life. So, um, yeah, ooh, that was a leap of faith. And I know everybody was kind of biting their nails when, well, me and Harlan, my husband Harlan were when we did it. But I think unanimously there's this feeling of, like, yeah, this was the really, really the best choice for our home. And, you know, the great thing about stepping down or stepping back from things is that it opens you up to looking at employment, you know, especially when it's an employment situation that you step back from, it just gives you a moment to look at it in a different light. So while a 40 hour plus um, work week was not conducive to a not only a firefighter schedule, but just uh, living life and the way that we live life at our home. But it opened my eyes up to the fact that, hey, I could possibly take a very part time, contribute some financially to the house and still be at the home a major majority of the time running my business and tending to house stuff. And man, that's that's the trajectory that I'm on right now. 
is that there was a really great opportunity for me to come back in a very part-time way. And I am really excited in a way that I was not excited about um, going to school teaching last year. So I'm excited what this this new chapter will bring. And yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that work-life balance thing, it's really tough to, to get it right. That's for sure. And the biggest thing that happened in 2018 happened right in January of 2018. And that was I got my LLC. I purchased my LLC to start Coair, my business, an art and photography business. And that has just been, while it has posed challenges (laughs) and taught me a lot about me, I am such a better person and not better like better than you. I'm just such a better person for the experience of starting this business in this manner. It is a lot of work (laughs) and I don't got nothing right. And I feel like 2018 was like my experimentation year, experimenting with Etsy, experimenting with my own um, website, social media experiment. And I don't think that I have anything. I feel so much wiser going into 2019 than I felt coming into 2018 uh, I feel like there definitely is more of a business savvy about me and I've def- I've I've learned things, try not to say definitely, that's my filler word. I've learned things this year and I know that there's so much to learn in 2019. But just that I'm so proud of the fact that I could dream something up in my head. And make it come to fruition. And now I'm growing this little baby. This little this little business baby that was nestled so deep in my heart. And now I'm starting just to see the first fruits of it. And it, it, took, it took a full 12 months. And I couldn't be prouder of, of this business for now. And I know... I know a hundred thousand percent that it will grow in the years to come. And oh my goodness, how I could not have even begun to dream. I couldn't have even began to dream about Coair if I didn't have such a loving support system fenced around me I'm talking like (laughs) for those of you who have purchased from this business this year thank you so much I literally like literally did my oh my goodness I made a sale dance every single time I never took a sale for granted even if it was a chapstick I did not take that sale for granted so thank you those loyal customers who made purchases um, thank you so much those of you who were returning customers and 
who just showed their love and their appreciation for what my eyes saw, the art that I saw, you know, the things I saw through my lens um, and and how they translated for you. So I thank you for those of you who purchased art this year, who purchased uh, photographs of mine, who, oh, oh my goodness, who purchased greeting cards and sugar scrubs and oh lotions and potions and like I said, chapsticks. Such a blessing how you blessed me so much, how you blessed this business so much this year. And um, not only that fence of support financially, but also just the emotional support from friends near and far. I'm not even going to try to go into who, what, where, how and when, but you know who you are. You've heard me call and cry and sit frustrated and oh my goodness, how how I, I stayed sane because of so many of you and how you encouraged me and pushed me um, in the times that I needed encouraging and I needed pushing in the right direction. So I can't tell you enough how how much you're loved and how grateful I am for you. And of course, of course, of course, you know, my husband Harlan, man, <laughs> I just am really grateful that I have a space where I can be me and that I'm not ridiculed or scrutinized for it. So, you know, Harlan, if you're listening, I don't know if you listen to these all the time, (laughs) but if you're listening, know that I love you and I want to really thank you for your support emotionally, financially, for sometimes working two jobs so I could come back home, start this business, and, you know, do the things that I needed to do. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really love you. And, oh my goodness, all the co-air guests and your amazing stories and the amazing ways that you wear your crown. I am humbled so humbled by your openness and your vulnerability with me and with this anonymous audience, be it, you know, 20, 50, 75, 100 listeners, however many people are listening to this. I've learned so much from you this year. I truly have. So thank you. Thank you. And now it's on to the next, good people. It's on to 2019. A couple of things, just housekeeping-wise. I am going to take a break. Like I said, I'm serious about that work-life balance. I've been, you know, in unhealthy work environments, work situations, had too many jobs, worked too many hours, saw my family too little to uh, not know when it's time to take a break. So the Co-Air podcast and coair.org. The shop will be taking a break for the Christmas season. That means starting tomorrow, Wednesday, I think that's December 20th. Starting tomorrow, Wednesday, December 20th, I will be closed for shop. There will be no new podcasts until um, 
well, let me start with the shop first. I'll be closed for business until the, I think, Monday, the January 6th is when I'll reopen shop and there'll be a big sign that says closed for the holiday season. Um, <laughs> and I will be, I will be opening up the online shop back in, um, in 2019, January 6th, I think Monday, January 6th, 2019. That's when the online shop will open back up and you will hear amazing brand new co-air podcast content starting at the beginning of February. I'm going to take all of January to do a much better job of booking and lining up interviews. Um, that's one thing that I definitely, oops, there's that filler word again. That's one thing that I'm certainly looking forward to doing better in 2019 as far as this podcast goes is really just making sure that I'm not only giving you quality guests, but I'm also doing it in, a, in an orderly fashion and a well thought out fashion behind the scenes. So you're going to hear a lot more wonderful guests, a lot more people wearing their crown. But in the meantime, um, well, not not in the meantime, but during that time, I encourage you take a listen to an old episode or even better, tell somebody who hasn't heard this podcast about this podcast and tell them what they're missing and tell them how excited you were to listen to it and how you think it'd be a good idea if if they went ahead and listened to it too. And the wonderful thing is, it doesn't matter if you're Christian or non-Christian, if you're a believer or non-believer, whatever you want to call it. This is this is not just a Christian podcast. This is not just for Christian people, but this is for people who are living life and trying to live it to their best. And uh, I want it to be open and honest and transparent when sharing stuff. That's why, you know, even though I'm a I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. There were some episodes that had a little cursing on it. We's all grown up in here. Uh, sometimes that happens so just basically tell somebody let somebody know about a really amazing podcast that you think that they'd also be interested in and if you're on apple podcast and that's where you listen to this go ahead and subscribe wherever you're at whatever platform you use go ahead and subscribe to the co-air podcast give me a rating if you are just enamored with what the content that you heard and just know that i'm really excited for the interviews that i'll have in 2019 and just all the cool stuff that i'll be able to share with you 2019 is is again going to be some transition for me. I'm going back to that part-time job and I know that I know that I know that even though it's only two days a week that there will definitely, there's that filler word again, that there's going to be some challenges in me returning to work and balancing co-air and balancing home life. So if you're a praying person, Go ahead and lift some <laughs> lift some prayers up for me. But I do believe that it's what I should be doing and it'll it'll open up some opportunities for me in different ways that I can't even see right now. But man, listeners, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I call this season, season one, uh, year one of business a success. And I'm not calling it a success because of some number goal or some dollar amount goal or some listener goal. I call it success because I feel like I 
have I have become wiser in the process and I feel like I did what I set out to do and that was be honest and be real about who I am and what I do and how I do it so people 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 Merry Christmas Happy New Year Happy Kwanzaa, if that's what if that's what you're doing. Happy Hanukkah. I used to live in Skokie, Illinois, so I know all about that. Love each and every one of you, like for real, for real. And I will see you in 2019. But until then, remember, wear your crown. <music> Oh, 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 oh,